What up, friends? And welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. Today's edition should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I've been looking forward to it all weekend, to be honest with you. I've been, like, thinking, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? Is there anything, is there any an act? Is there an activity I can do this weekend that I can then tell on the podcast so people will be excited? <sighs> the answer was no. I did not do anything. What did I do? Okay, I'm switching this music. I picked, like, royalty-free medieval music, but it says game music, and I think that's my issues. Let's just keep partying with um, someone, something a little different. Anyway, um, thank you, welcome, Nick Flanagan Weekly is back for another week. I'm so glad you've been listening. I kind of put the word out about the podcast this weekend, and the response was really nice. Everybody was uh, gentle and kind and excited, and some people listened, some people gave me pointers, uh, mild pointers, nothing major. Can't take too major criticism right now. Not in the mood. Just in the mood for gentility, tranquility, love, affection, and an addiction to the Battle Royal game, Fortnite. Played a lot of Fortnite this weekend. I played a lot of Fortnite this weekend. I, I mumbled that. I want to say it proud. Played some Fortnite this weekend. Improved at it. Took care of my friend's dog, Ripley. Real cute dog. Real cute dog. Check out the uh, Instagram user, uh, Twitter user, gas at gas mask voyeur. My friend Dave, one of my best friends. Uh, yeah, he's got this dog Ripley. Him and his wife Miriam. They have this dog Ripley. It's just such a cutie. And she's so sweet. And I walked her and I petted her. And I just had a little staycation day. In the area that I went to high school in, High Park in Toronto. Those of you listening not in Toronto are probably like, what the hell's High Park? If you don't know, now you know, loser. <laughs> I don't know what I mean. High Park's nice. It's a nice park in Toronto. What else do you need to know? Very European area of town, if you catch my drift. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, so that was my Saturday. Just spent hanging out with a dog, gaming. Friday, um, I don't really remember what I did Friday. And Sunday, uh, I just sort of dedicated to errandry. As well as today has been dedicated to errandry as well. I don't know. Does any of this matter? What, what am I telling you? Uh, next, I'll be telling you what I ate. Which is something I do with all of my friends. I catalog what I ate and uh, expect them to care. And uh, if I do that on some sort of a hundred-person level, telling however many people listen to this what I ate, that's just not healthy. Except for what I'm eating, which is occasionally healthy. And sometimes not healthy. Today's podcast is sponsored by Night Sweats. When you sweat in the night, Night Sweats. I was uh, cleaning up the basement some more this weekend. Find Found some old writings of mine. There was something I wrote. I'm going to post it on... I started an Instagram for this. 
Nick Flanagan Weekly, Instagram. And uh, I think I'm going to post this thing I wrote about uh, secrets for subletting, cat sitting, dog sitting, because that's been a uh, constant in my life since since 2012, roughly. Since I had a breakup in 2012 and just decided, well, you're going to go to America, Nick. This has been your plan all along, a trip to America. So why not just uh, do short-term trips, uh, uh, short-term living situations, sublets, cat sits. And so that's what I did. I, I, I started doing that. And uh, in ways I haven't stopped doing that, but I did live somewhere in L.A. for a year and a half, and that was the longest I'd lived somewhere for quite some time. So I took a break from that, and now I've been in pretty much the same place for a few months. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what that place is. My mother certainly doesn't live here, even if you hear her talking. That's just my impression of my mother. Um... I hate these giant ums I'm taking, but I also love them. You know, that's that's the beauty of my self-esteem, is it's so low that it actually comes all the way back around to self-acceptance. The things I do that I feel bad about, how poorly I do them, uh... I wind up getting this rage at society that they expect me to do them well, and then I wind up loving the way I am. So, that's that. <laughs> shifting around. I'm shifting around in my seat right now because the uh, adult attention deficit hyperactivity disorder is working overtime today. No, it's not. But now that I've turned all the fans off in this room, I'm sweating and that's kind of activating, you know, an antsiness that I'm familiar with all too familiar with and anyone um, who's seen the movie Nanette <laughs> I don't even know where that's going. going to anyone who's seen the movie Nanette knows the pain of the human experience and I'm undergoing that right now and uh, that's beautiful uh, yeah so in 2012 I just started living everywhere and cat sitting and doing all of this stuff and it, it was like the worst choice someone who needed to get his crap together could have made because uh, maybe not the worst choice but it was what I'm learning now is something called avoidance and I was avoiding responsibility and well doing short term responsibilities taking care of people's animals making sure I didn't lose the keys to a house I was subletting or something but I was not addressing the fact that I was I was looking for short-term stimulation of change because at that time I wasn't able to move to America and I was accepting these new homes as a as a means of of um change and the idea of progress when in fact stability and being in the same place for the say 3 four years that it took for me before I went to LA for a lengthy period of time um, 
would have probably expedited the process and had me feeling better about my life. But these are mistakes we make. These are the things we do. These are choices. Can't have too many regrets. I mean, you could actually have... You can't have too many regrets because they're just things that happen and there will be so many of them. And uh, there's never too many because they just add up. And then it's a pile of regrets and you wear them like socks and shoes. Two on your feet. And you know the sock ones you can put on your hands and make them talk. So. Yeah. That was what my instinct took me to. Um, Moving out constantly. Constantly shifting about a small car, like a a sedan, back seats worth of stuff, you know, every month and a half to three months or less. Met a lot of cats and dogs that way. I, I can't criticize that part, but everything else I wouldn't recommend. Just, just, you know, stability for someone, especially if you are someone who has ADD, um, don't, you know, just fight that instinct. What can I say? I mean, that's something that I kept thinking about was, you know, my instincts were what took me to that decision. And my instincts, or what I view as my instincts, have taken me to a lot of decisions that I've, I've come to add to the regret pile. And... I think that's so interesting. You know, they say follow your instinct. But it's almost like follow every other instinct. Take a break, you know, or examine each instinct and then wonder why you want to do that. Because, um, you know, for instance, the instinct I have to do this podcast, potentially good. Maybe it's bad, though. I'll find out. But... Yeah, the uh, the instinct to stay up all night and play Fortnite, bad if you're over 15. Even if you're under 15, you shouldn't do it. People are asking about Fortnite, probably. What's Fortnite? I don't think my base of listeners necessarily knows about Fortnite. It's like mostly people with degrees various degrees of degrees um for but yeah just look into fortnite it's an addiction but i'm not addicted i'm i got it under control man i got a the monkey's not on my back it's holding my hand actually the other thing i did this weekend was i helped my friends uh who i've been working with the people at wayne stop who made some videos for me in the past uh well we've really worked collaboratively on videos and um, they've been, they're so amazing and, uh, they are just, we're just finishing up a game. They were designing an indie little indie game. It's just a, a fun game. It's awesome. It's hilarious. It's odd. I provided some voice work for it. So I got to hang out and watch that thing get played through and provide some voices. And that was a great use of my Saturday. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll let you guys know about you know, um, that when that happens. And then also, uh, my, the show cupcake and dinosaur that I wrote a couple of episodes on. If you're in 
everywhere except for Canada and Brazil, <laughs> you can watch it on Netflix. And I wrote uh, a couple of episodes. Check out Cupcake's Big Surprise, and I'll tell you the other episode I wrote um, later on. But yeah, right now, check out Cupcake's Big Surprise. Tell me what you think. And the response was so good. That's all I'm saying is like I've kind of been noting the response to Cupcake and Dinosaur, and it's super good. And it makes me really happy um, to see that response. Um, I love writing for cartoons, and the response I see for Odd Squad and, and for Cupcake and Dinosaur is just like, oh, be still my beating heart. Don't. I don't want my heart to stop beating. I want it to keep beating forever. Even when I'm in the grave, I want the heart to keep beating. And then I want scientists to dig me up and take the beating heart and put it in a new person. That's what I want them to do. I want them to do that. That's what I want them to do. Okay, moving on. Um, I've also been doing some stand-up. Really fun. Having a lot of fun doing stand-up. So, all that's good. I really need to find uh, further (laughs) income streams. But, right now, but they're kind of, sort of building up. So... You know, that's happening. And the idea of going back to America is truly in the cards. But man, am I not rushing. All the stuff I'm doing right now for my health, three quarters of them are things that would cost a great deal of money in America. So, I mean, I just couldn't be doing what I'm doing there. I couldn't feel the support, I don't think, just because I'm not from there and I don't have family there and my friends are all freaking busy. And have good boundaries so uh whereas here i can kind of like hunker down do my thing get better and that's something i hope you get the chance to do and if you want to get better you can i believe in you i have faith in you so yeah i was a ship without a rudder to quote Evan Dando, for uh, quite a few years, just like traveling place to place. It actually was a good way for me to know the city I live in, Toronto, a lot better um, because I was just living all across the city. Like, not the parts that are far, but, you know, I was living in the East End, the West End, north of... (laughs) where I'm used to going, south of where I'm used to going. The secret to Toronto is, like, be as close to the water as you can, as much as you can. There's, like, stuff down there. Green stuff. God, I keep talking about the city. It's so local, this podcast, but, you know, it's where I am. It's where I lay my head to rest. It's where I rest my head. It's where I rest my head, eh? Gaming is good. Especially if you want to, like, work in video games. I think video games, as long as you do a controlled version of playing them, are a lot better probably than going to bars and screwing up some other person's life by kissing them. So, if you ever get the urge to kiss a new person, just play Grand Theft Auto instead. And that's my prescription for you please send any comments or questions 
to Nick Flanagan Weekly, W-E-A-K-L-Y. No. <laughs> Scratch that. Please send any comments or questions to W-E-A-K-L-Y podcast at gmail.com. That's weekly podcast at gmail.com. I will read them on air if you'd like me to. I got some mail. How about that? Oh, and also you can follow the uh, Nick Flan cast at, at Nick Flan cast on Twitter and at Nick Flanagan Weekly on Instagram. So I've really been building up the brand. Also, if you go on my website, The Flans, you can sign up for a newsletter. I think they send you some annoying confirmation in the... Um, that goes in your spam, but you can also subscribe on tinyletter.com slash Nick Flanagan. I don't know. I know I'm telling you all this. It's so much information. And it's, like, just weird. So, Adam Meller. Am I pronouncing it right, Adam? You are the official first person to have a question read and answered on this podcast. So, yay! Woo! Adam asks at 9.33 a.m. on August 5th, 2018. Will watching everything labeled comedy on Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime make me a funnier person? And will that be a good thing? He sent this from his iPhone. I wonder what uh, era iPhone it is. Four? Three? Ten? Let me know, Adam. In a follow-up email. I won't read that one. Well, actually, well, I'll tell the audience what brand iPhone you're listening to because that's an exciting piece of info. Everyone wants to know who's got the newest technology and who's got the oldest technology. I've got an old 6. Will watching everything labeled comedy on Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime make me a funnier person? Will that be a good thing? I mean, it'll make you a funnier person in that it will bathe you in the comedic language of today, as well as the past, I guess, if you're watching everything labeled comedy. Some probably Laurel and Hardy and stuff, or Amazon Prime seems to be one of those ones that buys, like, for two cents, you know, all the episodes of um, My Mother the Car. So Amazon Prime is probably going to be one where you watch a lot of low-grade comedy. Or, not that my mother the car, there ain't nothing wrong with my mother the car. The classic stuff, golden era, but, uh, you know. Uh, it'll make you a more aware person. It may drive you mad. And it probably will leave you wondering, what is comedy? And what is America? Hulu, some good stuff there. Amazon. Netflix. You're going to watch a lot of stand-up on Netflix, bro. They just put out like 200 specials, or they are going to. Deanne Smith will have one. K. Trevor Wilson, a couple of Canadian-based humorous acts. So check those people out. <laughs> uh, will it make you a funnier person? It will make you able to emulate being a funnier person better. <laughs> 
because you will have a knowledge of how, quote, funny, unquote, people talk. And then, because you're a smart person, you'll apply that to your own brain and then use that language to communicate. And you will seem funnier, but internally you may not be funny. Internally you may be a god darn serious buck. And will that be a good thing? That's a good question. Why do we... Why do we try to make the folk laugh? Validation? Or something bigger a way for people to validate themselves you make someone laugh they recognize they laugh because they recognize something in what you said and they feel like a human you enjoy that they feel like a human and feel validated the world then feels validated and ignores climate change because they feel so validated. So it might be a bad thing in the long run, and it might actually bring about the biblical apocalypse faster, which might be what you want. I do not know your beliefs. I've been watching What is America? I watched the fourth episode yesterday. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I finally... I'm, I'm in. I'm all in on that show. It took me four episodes... Not to appreciate it, but it took me four episodes to um, really get that feeling back. The feeling of Ali G. Because I'm going to just ignore Borat. I'm going to ignore uh, Bruno. Um, you know, Ali G for me was the one that like blew my mind open because it was the first uh, exposure I had to Sasha Baron Cohen. And um, some of these characters, the Iran character is just so ridiculous, so good. I mean... The fact that they got Joe Arpaio on the newest one, spoiler alert, um, you shouldn't say spoiler alert after you say a thing, but whatever. It, the guests that they're getting are crazy. The amount of that people are willing to put up with is crazy. It feels... I mean... I'm sure there's some studio chicanery to make it seem a bit more spontaneous or uh, what's the word you know a bit like television is the illusion of something happening so there's something illusory occurring but uh, and when I say illusory I mean I'm referring to my lifestyle which is illusory lifestyle <laughs> just being on brand thank you for your question Adam but yeah, I mean, this is real high-level stuff. To the point where I'm not laughing that much. Is that okay for me to say? I haven't read Emily Nussbaum's like comp comparison between Nathan and uh, for you and and uh, what is America. But there's definitely there are definitely related shows. I'm sure Nathan wouldn't have a problem with me saying that. I mean, he's worked on uh, what is America. So, obviously, there is a correlation. And interestingly enough, Kurt Metzger writing on the show relates it to Amy Sh uh, uh, Inside Amy Schumer. Um, which was basically the last really, 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 really big comedy show, I think. Unless I'm missing something. 
Uh, yeah, and you Rick and Morty fans. I know Rick and Morty's big. It's just a little, you know, you guys are the equivalent of people who listen to Kevin Smith's podcast. There are a lot of you, but only you know about each other, and only you know what's going on. Respect to Rick and Morty, to some extent. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm watching this, and I'm just getting sad. And I think that's the intent of the show, is this element of shock, you know? And, and Sasha Baron Cohen has this element where I wonder, you know, how much of his comedy is, is really intended to make you laugh. And so it really, really falls into the, the ancient term satire. Which, of course, is based on the Greek animal god, satyr. Satyr? I don't know if it's even based on them. Let me know. Um... I guess what I'm saying is I'm finally all in. Like, this episode, I was laughing a lot. And man, I laugh at the... And I've loved it the whole time. But it's been... I'm just adjusting to the tone, adjusting to that it exists in contemporary times. And But but I've also been noting that every Sunday I want to watch it. I'm, I need to see it. So, yeah, if you haven't checked it out, really, you really should. Because it's important. And... Hopefully it provides a reset button on comedy because comedy kind of needs a reset button. I feel like we need to somehow... There's something where the divide between left and right, old and young, and it actually filters over to comedy where, where I think that there's podcast there there's sort of your come towns your chapos your internet extremely online comedy there's 4chan borderline alt right people who do have in jokes and that kind of stuff there's star wars fans everyone's got their little humor and then you've got snark journalist writer types which are basically the kings and queens of twitter and then you have comedians who are either st- quote stirring the pot unquote or doing this weird type of you know humorous fucking pandering. Come on. We know there's some pandering going on. And I'm saying what we do is we put a blowtorch to all of this and it becomes one mixed up pile of goo. And that's just who we are. For the rest of existence. I don't give a lot of thought to what I say. Before I say it. But I. Insist that you do. (laughs) 